0: The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at TNTradio.live. The intersection of information and conversation. Weekends with Jason Olborn on today's News Talk, TNT. Welcome back to our three of the Sunday edition of Weekends with Jason Albon here on TNT Radio. I hope you've enjoyed the first two hours. It has been a blockbuster show today, and I'm delighted in this hour to introduce you to a filmmaker all the way from Stockholm in Sweden, and his name is Tobias Elvhage and he is the writer and director producer director i should say of gender transformation the untold realities it's not his first film tobias has been in the filmmaking business for some time the latest film uh, gender transformation has won multiple awards in independent film circles and made a real difference in a subject that is something that many people around the world are scratching their heads and wondering how it is that it took some 30 or 40 years to get marriage equality, and it seems like about 30 or 40 minutes later, we went down a transgender pathway that many of us have not even been able to catch our breath and understand why there is such an obsession to get into the hearts, souls and minds of our children and tell us that The problem that your child has in a world riddled with problems is that their gender identity is the problem and all of a sudden there's a bunch of different solutions that are out there involving uh, medications and counseling and parents being cut out of the system and of course surgery that is irreversible and changes a child's life forever from that moment and Tobias is one of the people that has taken literally the bull by its horns and made a film to tell the story of real people in what he calls a docudrama. And uh, being uh, that Tobias is a filmmaker, uh, he, he makes, uh, well, he's got, see, we obviously can talk about his statement, but I'll give you an idea a bit more about the, the work, a passion for engaging and creating touching stories. He studied at the Berg School of Communication and producer at Stockholm Media School. His most recent productions range from uh, Horse Cuisine docu-series to historical as well as contemporary documentaries and docu-series even with reenactments and his recent film pure life was voted best short film at the la documentary film festival in may of 2023 and was awarded winner of the european cinematography awards in april of 2023 tobias of welcome to weekends
1: thank you so much jason it's a pleasure to be here on your show
0: well i really appreciate it i know it's uh bright and early on a sunday morning over in uh in sweden and uh, appreciate your time nonetheless the uh the life of a filmmaker it's uh something that many of us uh, myself included always thought that it was the dream role is it a dream role to make films
1: i would say both uh both a, a dream role and it's a lot of hard work so i mean <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's one of the problems uh, that you face on field is that it's like a battlefield. So, I mean, every movie, every TV series that you're trying to accomplish, it's like a battlefield. And you have to, yeah, I think, yeah, work hard and have the right team to back you up. And I had the, yeah, I, had, I think I had the privilege of having a good team around me and uh yeah survive these these battles <laughs> it sounds like um uh, it's hard but but yeah it's of course a lot of pleasure as well and, and i mean to be able to do uh, subjects that really matters and some subject matters that are really also inspiring and and like connected to both like good food or or history or, or common heritage that's a yeah that's a it gives a lot yeah
0: yeah, look, it's wonderful, isn't it, that um, that obviously you get to that stage and you get to be able to become a filmmaker uh, and then the pitfalls and battles, et cetera, and the challenges, but it must be incredibly satisfying. Uh, one, when you're able to finance something. Two, when you build a crew. Three, when you get out there to location and start there with the camera and getting involved. And then finally the finished product and then being able going through the distribution process. It, 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 in many ways, it's it, 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 this creation process. Each film must be like a member of your own immediate family
1: (laughs) yeah that that's um that's that's how you can see it yeah really and you come to look back at them and and appreciate all the yeah everyone who's been involved and and uh yeah it's like a family yeah, look, it's wonderful. Now, I did read about your
0: journey to become a filmmaker, which was kind of unusual because you arrived at it whilst teaching at university uh, when you're doing orienteering. Can you tell us how that came about, how you reached this epiphany?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I I was in, in China actually with my mother when I was 18 years old and we were like around in, in China and introducing the Chinese people to orienteering a very special uh, Swedish I, I guess it's a worldwide sport nowadays but yeah in Sweden it's quite big and you, yeah um and the Chinese were really interested in it and at that time um I didn't know anything about China so it was a totally new world but yeah when we were running around in the early mornings I got to see all these people doing tai chi qigong, all these exercises in the morning and you could see up to like I mean thousands of people doing the same exercises and yeah it was really uh, eye-opening and and how people get so concentrated by doing something together so um, at that time yeah I got really fascinated I wanted to learn more about Chinese philosophy history and everything so I actually studied at the university more and um and also one of the big uh, uh, movements at that time that I, I we actually saw in china it it was falun gong and at that time it was really popular you know it was between 70 and 100 million people um practicing it all around china so it's uh, like the, the most popular qigong of all times and then uh, after just uh, yeah when i came back to sweden actually we heard now it's it's banned and people cannot do it so I was really surprised and um, yeah I I had to to research more about it and I found yeah I mean uh, I found out many of the other things that the Chinese Communist Party had done to their own people and you know how they use a lot of propaganda and the media to deceive people actually to make them feel like oh this is something bad or they believe that Dalai Lama is a terrorist or I could see the power of media and that's okay, yeah, I I really wanted to start to do something good with media and make good documentaries that can make a difference. So, yeah. Uh, uh,
0: It's it's astonishing, isn't it? Because this is the point uh, of, of, I think, where we're going. Uh, in this revelation, everyone can become a filmmaker, but it's that idea of finding purpose and a deeper understanding. And I think it's that drive. Uh, it's I think it's why most of us who get into uh, businesses where we can be creative uh, is where we find our real satisfaction. And all of a sudden, uh, a workload becomes secondary to the output of the workload. And I don't say that to to boast in any way. It's it's the opposite. It's it's about finding deep meaning in our lives, and and, and all of us are looking for that. And and here you are. And and uh, and and I guess that the. the the purpose of today's conversation, Tobias, is to realise that the film that you take on on gender transformation is about exploring the pitfalls of other people looking for their purpose in their lives. And as such, you're finding that um, that, that that the other side of the story. Maybe, maybe there's uh, an element of goodwill with all of these uh, academics that got together and came up with the idea, as that we usually do. That you know, it's a white man's problem, and it's this problem, and it's a racist problem, and a problem and all these other reasons to explain why people aren't finding their purpose in life. Arriving at the idea that, goodness me, the way that I was born was incorrect. I have this feeling inside obviously it's subjective but it's one's own life and people are entitled to freedom but it's the influences that get into the mind of young people who are able to then say well it turns out that uh you have this strange feeling you are no longer feeling like you are uh, the identity or the gender that you were born and therefore that change is meant to be made and so all of that can maybe be argued either way on paper, but it's the confusing part of it. So you go down this pathway. How long before the film comes out do you get that spark where you go, I must attack this subject. I must make a film about uh, about the, the, the trans agenda and how you call it, the uh, gender
1: transformation? That's a very good question. So <clears throat> first, actually, Epoch Times, they approached me and they they asked me like, okay, so uh, we are about to make some, some great documentaries in different fields. And we have this budget and, and, uh, yeah, this is the subject. Uh, do you want to do it? And I'm like, okay, I have to think about that because I didn't know much about the subject. And for me, yeah, it was, it was kind of distant. So I actually, I, I said, okay, I have to think about it. And then I did my research and also I, I looked at some documentaries made in Sweden by the swedish state television actually and they made a series and they made now three more uh programs in this series uh by by great journalists and they really uncovered you know the 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 backside of of transgender how to so to say like all the the side effects of all these cross hormones and the the puberty blockers and what's actually happening to the bodies of all these teens who take them and um and also about the the gender ideology and how it influenced people and all these things and and then it's like it was like opening up a new world for me to to know of all these things and I'm like of course I'm going to take on this subject because it's I didn't even know about it, and many people don't know about it, and especially in the U.S., because it's it's primarily for a U.S. market, I could see that there was a lot of confusion. There was a lot of people, they just think that, oh, it's a political issue. It's something between liberals and, and conservatives. or. Um, and so i like okay yeah it's a very important subject because it affects so many young people and they think it's just a like a lifestyle or it's a new way of being or fulfilling like you said like fulfilling yourself and being your true self this is what they 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 are influenced to think and and then you look at all the other sides of it and you you get terrified because you see all these side effects and you see the that these are lives that are you know it's irre- irreversible damage it's it's their lives get get ruined and and i mean their bodies don't work they will become like lifelong hospital patients mm. so so <laughs> who 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 gain on that and and that's that's when i i, I started to also look at the other issues like what's the gain what what, it, what why is this happening because it's such an huge movement and there's so many like media and and you know big media outlets and they are just like going along and like uh, just promoting it as a very positive lifestyle so that's that's why i think wow there, there must be something behind it so that that was the other track that i wanted to explore what's the money trail behind it goodness me there there's obviously a lot in the um the process as you've
0: done here so you at, at the time so you you get a, an opportunity to make a new film and that's a a wonderful feeling and then you think okay so wh- where do I go now so now you're in the process of performing your own due diligence to determine if the subject deserves your attention as a filmmaker uh and, and this is the process that you're describing um and uh Obviously, it's it's a big deal. I, I'm just noticing the clock. I'm going to go to a break in a moment. I just want a, a quick aside here. There was a Australia's most famous racing car driver is a fellow who has since passed. His name was Peter Brock. And uh, when interviewed, and I think it even became a TV advertisement at the time, and, uh, and they asked him, um, what is your motto in life? And he said, bite off more than you can chew and chew like hell and it seems to bias that that's what every filmmaker does uh when given the opportunity to do something because i i assume in this process which we'll get to after the break that then once you accept this role and you decide to get into it that then you have to meet deadlines uh and, and work on 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 concepts etc and and now gets into the real business of making this film uh which has a process. It's going to be screened. It's going to get out there. And of course, the the, the biggest fear I can imagine for any filmmaker is what if I put all my heart and soul into this and nobody sees it that would have to be um, the nightmare of course of everyone and of course everyone's reputation is represented by the the success of the work they do and even if it is successful um, uh, whether or not anyone will go see it so these are all parts of the story of the adventure and journey of being a filmmaker what we'll do is we'll take that break now and when we come back we're going to continue with the discussion with filmmaker tobias elva here on weekends with jason alborn on tnt radio tnt's pervoye morich he details factually how Russia is rolling out the algorithm ghetto, um, you know, the, the, the multipolar edition of the algorithm ghetto, a prototype of a traffic light that records traffic violations by a pedestrian at a crossing was tested in Moscow. So Russians now, they'll, they'll have a, the government will take a snapshot of their face and then run that through the databases to figure out who is who and then find them, uh, I suppose. Uh, and then, you know, he, he points out that there are a lot of developments now. Moscow 2030, it's, it's uh, they want to make uh, Moscow achieve smart city status. Uh, and there's just, you know, you, you look at the white papers, Moscow and Russia are all in on Agenda 2030, smart cities, algorithm ghetto, digital IDs. For Voy Morich on today's News Talk TNT. I'm just gonna do a little
1: voice up. I wanted to alleviate my pain. I also didn't want to be who I was. I always just felt like there was just something wrong with me, and I was trying to figure it out. And I used the internet to help me do that. Seemingly out of nowhere, we've suddenly seen a huge spike in media
0: depictions and social media depictions of transgenderism. It's even reached the
1: mainstream advertising world. The people who are consuming this are children, 13, 14, 15 years old. And it's so easy for them to literally be groomed. I just woke up one day looked at myself in the mirror and asked myself, what the heck am I doing?
0: When trans-identified kids are referred to specialized gender clinics, they're often told that they're going to get comprehensive, multidisciplinary mental health assessments. We know that that's not true. I was easy to manipulate. The ideology that has become dominant at these clinics is that trans kids know who they are, and therefore to question them is completely taboo. My childhood was ruined. Who's
1: there for their detransitioning? Nobody. Nobody would help me because they had more concerns of me reversing everything did this thing to alleviate this gender dysphoria that wasn't there before but you made it into a problem and now your body image issues are worse that's not supposed to happen what do we do now D trans the dangers of gender-affirming care for more information go to prageru.com
0: unbiased information honest and forthright news without the misinformation it doesn't matter what side you're from what matters is what you say the truthfulness behind it today's news talk radio tnt welcome back the uh the, the film that we're talking about in this hour is called gender transformation you go straight to the website gendertransformation.com and you'll be able to uh, access the information and access to the film you can also watch the trailer there if you like and certainly that would be uh, worthwhile for everyone after they um well we've now met tobias and we'll continue with the discussion this is a journey very important journey and i never thought tobias there would be a word or a term as detransition, transition and yet here we are
1: yes yeah that was new for me as well and uh, i also got to to meet a few de quite many and uh, when i interviewed them i think that's when i i could really understand i mean i think the whole team was very both surprised and also i mean we we realized more and more the scope of what was what was going on and why this documentary is so important the more we interview the transitioners um yeah and, and i mean not only that they had so many problems with their bodies um they have some of them they just had to go to to pee all the time and you know they had yeah, so many bodily functions that were wrong, but also the the hate that they had been facing just by calling themselves a detransitioner, someone who doesn't want to make the journey, who doesn't believe in this kind of journey that they want to make it into a beautiful journey. But, you know, just that by doing that, they suddenly they they get like outcasts, they become outcasts from the community. So they are like black sheep and everyone looks down on them. And not only that, they get hate. They have to change so they they can't even have their real names maybe because they get so much hate from this community that first they they love them they love bomb them and then if they just have you know i actually was a swedish a very famous uh, detransitioner and she you know she just had some some questions in her mind like okay but what about these pubert blockers what about it was not like see, like so so it was just questions and she got so much hate just by having these questions and that's when I, I I think like okay that's gonna mean something if you if you can't even make one question about it and then you're just you you know abandoned and why is that that's very strange yeah
0: it's it's unbelievable isn't it that uh, here you have confused children for the most part or you know certainly not adults uh, who are going through this process and they get, and, and it's a great term that you bring up, the, the love bomb, that it's almost like you're a customer for life. I wrote down a note before, um, when you were speaking before the break, the idea that an influencer that becomes a beneficiary, uh, I- if anything, that has to be a conflict of interest in any other uh, part of the world. I- if you have this conflict of interest that you can try and um, convince somebody to do something and then be the benefit. So the idea that doctors hear that they and we often hear of this, and I'll, I'll get some detail from you in a moment, that um, people go along and uh, and it's been reported over and over again, they go see a, a particular medical professional and within one or two visits, they're already being prescribed uh, hormone blockers. I mean, it just seems, how can you turn this into a, almost a
1: drive-through medical procedure? It's like fast food. Yeah. And one of the detransitioners we talked to, he was not, you know, he was only going to to this um you know counselor and um and she kind of um she not only gave him the the allowance to uh uh, you know to to get the female breast but also to make the bottom surgery and he he didn't even ask for that and that was on the same paper and he had haven't even talked about that such a serious you know thing and then you're just like okay yeah just like you said like mcdonalds and that's uh, and, and that's a common story that people get this you know puberty blockers they just like like that it goes so easy to to just go on something that that really changes your your entire body and and you know and they call it oh it's just a pulse button but when you see the research behind what's actually happening it's really not pause button it it really affects all your bodily functions so it's really scary that 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 can happen yeah
0: it's it, it is extraordinary um in my family uh one of my kids has a friend that went through the process of of transitioning and within a couple of years uh there was you know a breakdown in, in uh, we moved away and there was a breakdown in communication and um and, and my kids came home and said by the way uh that that friend of mine that went through the transition process has now detransitioned so that whole process was in a matter of three or four years and uh, and the untold uh, damage etc that uh, this this person was facing uh, was a, a journey that they now have to live with for the rest of their life. One wonders why it is that it's so fast. It's almost as if they expect that these kids will change their minds once they get fresh perspective. That's the hard part of it. So then you start wondering that there is a motivation here and perhaps the uh, parts of the medical profession have even been hijacked by people with crazy ideas. I mean, the world is so far out of whack with whatever we've grown up with in the last 30 or 40 50 years within just this century even since the 2010s we've seen have gone off the rails that you you look at it and you wonder could there be people who are holding positions of authority and power that literally work together who are out of their minds and it doesn't seem that far a reach anymore
1: yeah th- that's uh actually something that we discovered and uh that i I said before also that i wanted to follow the money trail because it's so incredible that this can happen so it must be some kind of i mean economical uh, interest behind it and uh, we met with one journalist uh, jennifer Billick, and uh, i mean she's just been deep diving into this and anyone can do it there i think all these trails are out there to follow so um but when you look at her articles you can see the connections really between like for example some of the uh, like uh, people who are like ceos of big uh, pharmaceutical companies uh, like striker for example um they the same person also is in charge of one of the biggest lbtq organizations arcus and so you can see immediately that there's a I mean a conflict there so you make a lot of money on pharmaceutical uh yeah uh, here and then you promote you know Arcus is the biggest in in the US It's the biggest LBTQ foundation so you can see immediately there's a a, a yeah a, a conflict of interest and not only that there's a lot of people connected to that and there's other really um big like some of the wealthiest families in in the u.s who are also actively promoting this and you could see for example these lbtq organizations at one time they all started to add this t for trans mm. and and they now and now that's like the the one of the big core questions or, or big things that they are exploring and, and want to you know improve the rights uh, for, for the trans people so actually we have a, a, a lot of, of lesbians and, and gay people and they are uh, not li- liking this kind of turn that, that these organizations took so they are also actually and and they think that okay a lot of, of, of gay people they're also confused by this trans so they are maybe they are actually just you know gay and then uh they are also influenced and think they are trans, and they make this kind of you know operations and everything but actually they are just gay so they are also against this and so that's what we see uh when actually exploring who is against this movement i mean i mean it's not uh i think sometimes they, they make it like a such a big thing oh you're transphobic you're against but Actually, it's so just people that are aware, that are, are questioning what's happening and they are they're caring about the children. And these people are from all walks of life and they are like all political parties. There's a liberal moms, really great mo- movement with, with moms that are really concerned about the kids. And there's like lesbian and gay organizations and people that are really concerned about the, the, how how they are affected. And there's uh, Christians, there's so many groups <laughs> and actually working together together. Uh, to to create awareness uh, about this but they are all like branded transphobic or or branded hate groups but actually when I meet these people they are very friendly they're standing with with you know with these signs and they're really friendly and they have nothing with hate to do they are very aware many are also detransitioners, and they are going through all these things so they realize so many things about life and about themselves and so yeah I think that's important to to highlight that that actually, it's actually a positive thing in one way that it brings people together and and in the end, I think that the whole movement will, the movement of, of transgender will actually collapse because it brings so many people together that get aware of, of what's happening and they see through all these things and then it will just fall, I think.
0: That that's a remarkable um, uh, understanding there that you've been able to portray to uh, to realise that uh, being literally at the coalface, making a film, speaking to people, rubbing shoulders, and realising that this whole um, uh, subculture may well collapse on itself because of the deceit um, and, and the um, uh, it's almost like the imbalance between those who are the ones that can affect the change are also the beneficiaries are also the ones in authority and it's a, it's 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 um, symbolic of what's going on in society today. I mean, if you just cross-reference that with the uh, the years of the pandemic and going down that same pathway, again, authority telling everyone that they must participate in the one-size-fits-all solution that was an experiment, uh, and, and realising that you come out the other side, you 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 now seeing uh, so many things going wrong, I, I, only we're still watching the Anthony Fauci story unfold with uh, Senator Rand Paul in the United States going after him um, and insisting that that man should be behind bars. And, uh, and, and and still there are people in the United States and around the world worshipping Anthony Fauci like he's some sort of medical saviour. Uh, so only one of those stories can hold true for so long. Uh, and, and whilst it looks like it's holding in one way, it's not long before that pendulum uh, swings the other way and people start demanding answers and perhaps even scalps for what's happened to the children, the people that should have been protected. Uh, there's so much that I, I want to talk to you about. Um, I, I just want to take a sidetrack at a moment. There's a man called um, Walt Hayer or Hayer who was involved in in, in the film. And uh, he, he's a man that would have to be in his 70s, perhaps even his 80s now, because he was born in, in, in the 1940s. And he tells the story about how he would visit his grandmother, who made him a purple dress, uh, and he would wear it and uh, it would be their little secret. And then one day he decides to take it home. He plans plants it in the bottom drawer and gets it out when he's on his own. And one day his mother discovers this purple dress, and this is in the 40s, and, of course, his father has got no idea what to do. There's no information around uh, and trying to deal with what's going on. And he goes through a process and he's got an adopted uncle, uh, it's got, however that works, and, uh, and and then this adopted uncle who he says is not the full, uh, there's obviously he's got some deficits there, but decides that he's going to abuse young Walt and goes through the process. So he goes through this whole thing thing detransitions uh, sorry transitions and then many years later detransitions and now he's one of the um the world's leading spokespeople on this particular subject how did you get in touch with walton and, and what did you find out about his story
1: i mean his story is incredible it's very very telling because he's one of the pioneers so to say to to go through this uh, you know what they call transitioning to to change your gender and his realizations have helped so many so he's 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 volunteered to help just so many people um who are you know uncertain about if they're if they're gonna go through this or not so he's helping children every day and he's doing it without earning money on it and he, so he spent his is i mean last maybe 30 years uh, just solely on this issue because he, he realized how how bad it is um and he has uh also a web page I will uh, remember it uh let's see here. uh sexchangeregret.com. and there you can see more of the um I mean all the people he helped and, and what they are saying their stories but yeah his story is incredible I mean he like you said he had actually he realized um what what made him realize all this early it was like 20 30 years ago um, was that he started to do a lot of research and on like why do people want to change their gender and he find out and um, that actually it's a lot to do with you know trauma that you have in your past and then there are other, there's other issues as well but there could be like that people uh, maybe they are they want to protect themselves they have been you know subjected to sexual assault as girls and uh, maybe people are just you know having problems with puberty and what what's happening to all the people around them when, when when people go through puberty and that's a big change and they get confused by that there's so many factors and there's also some kind of you know especially you know for 20 years ago it was actually more men that that wanted to change the gender because uh, there's also some some other um Sorry, I can't. Uh, my my English is not there. I'm thinking in Swedish, so I can't pronounce that. But but yeah, there's there's a, a wide range of issues, and mainly you can see there's trauma behind it. Just like with him, he has all this trauma underlying issues, and this is the big thing that 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 you know when you go to a psychologist in the U.S., for example, they cannot go and and you know start to investigate these traumas uh, if you say anything about like oh maybe i want to change uh, gender then they can't explore your trauma they can't go to the real issues behind it because then they are doing something called conversion therapy so this is how they they do it that that you know and parents same for parents if the parents want to help the children go through this stage because many times it's actually that that the the children are just in a phase and many times it will pass it will it will like if they just go through puberty and they go through like it will just you know go away Uh, but they don't consider that so you know they have to to put people on this track and so uh, any parent any expert who goes against it they will be accused of, of conversion therapy and you know that's what's so scary that 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 they are even risking to lose the the custody of the children they they get they get accused of of, uh, child abuse so it's uh that all the cases that you see you get so sad and this is why also the main story that that we have is is regarding this how 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 they. They the place a wedge uh, between the parents and the children, and they also do that in the schools, the whole school system, yes. and that's what we also wanted to to show in our documentary.
0: No, indeed, and I just want to pick up on that point there because um, th- this idea of conversion therapy is considered the bad word and those that are that are, that are going down that pathway and, and relying on that will argue that it's good intent that is the reason why. So someone comes in and says, I, I want to have a sex change. You're not allowed to then ask the questions as to why or, or explore possible trauma. They'll say, well, that's good intent. We just want to let them go. But I would argue that the not exploring is not performing due diligence which is the minimum amount that you would do before you would maim a human being uh, in what you would think would be um, a a premature result there. And I would argue that this, therefore, down the track would constitute um, perhaps a crime against humanity in in those people that were doing that. I think that that's how serious it is. It's much like when you have a drug that comes out with good intent and uh, I'm thinking of thalidomide, the morning sickness drug that was brought out many years ago and, of course, came up with these deformities uh, and, and therefore was banned, et cetera. Uh, so there was good intent at the beginning, and we're going to get out there, and we're going to make it convenient uh, for mums and, and for, who are suffering morning sickness. Take this drug, and of course, it destroys people's lives from that moment on. And of course, there is a, a hell to pay down the track. Um, I know I've got to take a break, and we'll do that in a moment. When we come back, I want to ask you the legal consequences. Uh, when you explore and speak to lawyers because I, I want to get into that and also perhaps the endocrinologist that you talk to in this in this particular case because because hormones are, is 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 the bottom of all of this right now and 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 th- these are fascinating parts of the film this exploration uh it, it feels like it, it just to make one film is, is almost barely scratching the surface but this is the beautiful art of what you do tobias in in the art of being a filmmaker it's it's a wonderful privilege to be able to speak to you let's take that break and we'll come back with more here on weekends with Jason on TNT Radio. I didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go. I, so I didn't think I'd survive. But
1: I did ask for help, and Covenant House was there for me.
0: One in 10 young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there.
1: Covenant House helped me break the cycle of homelessness in my family. They gave me the love that I needed.
0: Over 2,000 young people will sleep safely in a Covenant House bed tonight. When youth who are experiencing homelessness have a hot meal, a safe place to sleep, medical care and love, they can overcome heartbreaking challenges and have a brighter future.
1: They just really genuinely just wanted to help me succeed and I'm succeeding. I'm a, I'm a speaker, I'm an author. Covenant House really helped me and really helped mold me into the woman I am today.
0: If you or someone you love is asking for help, go to safeplacetosleep.org today. The Kids Cancer Project funds vital research into childhood cancers. And you fund the Kids Cancer Project. Funding research means giving children back their lives. And who knows what kids with cancer could grow up to do. The Kids Cancer Project. Survival starts with science. Donate now.
1: The Kids Cancer Project.
0: Weekends are better when you spend it with us. Weekends with Jason Olborn on today's
1: News Talk TNT.
0: And how good are the weekends today? I'm delighted in this hour to have Tobias Elbehage, who is the director of the film Gender Transformation. It's uh, an incredible story, Tobias. And I wanted to ask you, as we led before the break, the legal consequences, because you have a lawyer in in the film, Erin Friday, her name, and I I wanna get your perspective when you're exploring this, because this whole idea of of, of affirming one's own beliefs and, uh, and offsetting that against conversion therapy, these are massively legal consequences almost brushed over uh, because you're not allowed to question where did you go in terms of the of the legal ramifications of what's going on here
1: yeah so obviously it's different in different states and we primarily went to California because it's a it's one of the states where you can get in a lot of trouble if you do so-called conversion therapy and it's also become like a sanctuary state. So let's say we have a 12 year old or a 13 year old in, in Alabama or in Texas, and they their parents won't let them uh, go through all this, like start on puberty blockers and everything, then they can actually flee to California and get a, a foster care family in California and get the treatment or what they call the treatment um, there so yeah uh, they made it into like a sanctuary state and there's other yeah many other legal uh, uh, obstacles for for example for for parents not even to you know like we said question or or uh, do anything uh, when the child says that that they are in the wrong body
0: yeah and it's so difficult isn't it because the uh the state protects the child, or, or a better term for it, I would think, is uh, is encircles or surrounds the child and, uh, and, and almost captures uh, that child. And therefore, the parent or the parents are removed from this whole process. And I, I cannot fathom uh, how it is that a parent would lose the rights over their own child, clearly going through a major, confusing part of adolescence to realise what's going on. But it gets even worse than that, because now we're hearing stories of transitioning uh, of children children you know n- not only um uh in sync sing- digit age but before school age I mean how is this even possible
1: yeah I mean I think it's because of, of the ideology uh I mean when you just look at the kindergarten they start very early and uh, in in for example I mean we're in Sweden here when they are two years old here they it's obligatory that that they all, that all the older kids they, they read a book called uh conrad's dress and they and it's about a a a boy uh, dressing as a girl and then they all all the the boys uh get to try dresses and 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 just you know so they want to push it really early to to make it like uh it's a kind of a gender blurring again i would say so to to make it uh, uh really early because then they know that it people the children will grow up and and then it will be very normal and th- that's when we see also in middle school or like when people are like eight nine ten years old they start already there uh, to be very uh, yeah they talk about it they want to change the gender they want to do something different and that's what we we talked about Erin friday and she saw that this was all in the in the education system in the u.s and so it's not only i mean it's it's everywhere and she saw that in the education system um they have these classes and usually it's like a it's someone from the outside usually from the lbtq community that comes in and then they they have the the class with it with the children and then they after this class she finds suddenly her daughter who was i think at that time she was actually 12 years old but after this class she, everyone in the class was something other than straight so they were polyamorous they were uh, bisexual they were um mo or they were you know trans or something other so suddenly it was just a cool thing for all the kids so that's when you have this uh social contagion that they call so something it's it's so especially if yeah i mean eh, how can I it's it's, when 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 you hear all these things from from moms that are you know they are liberal they have been liberal all their lives so and she she was suddenly like okay yeah this is happening to my child (laughs) Uh, I'm not gonna accept what's happening Uh, this is crazy and that's what made her wake up but Mm -hmm. but it's not easy because she had a lot of Issues as well with her with her child and and how to she had actually had to have to go from the public school to a private school to to and and have all the relatives just surround her daughter with a lot of love and just you know <laughs> the basics and then she could manage to 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 sort out the situation. But it's I, I can imagine it's really hard if you're in a public school, a big public school, and you have all these influences, all your friends are like, oh. Yeah, this is so cool, and this and that, and and suddenly it's like a yeah, it's a cool thing to do, and and you don't want to be out outcast as well, as well. a boring child. <laughs> so yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's yeah,
0: yeah, it's, it's extraordinary, isn't it? I mean, the, the idea of uh, as you're saying in Sweden that at the age of two in in preschool, little children. Are, uh, I read this book about boys dressing as girls and uh, and not knowing what's going on. I mean, most parents would argue let kids be kids, but you can't influence them the same. And you would wonder, therefore, if if if, if I, I can't even think it, two, a kid would work it out. But the idea of what makes me a boy, what makes me a girl, and it can only lead to one thing at that age and realizing that uh, that that the private parts is is the difference. Therefore, uh, and and that to me says that it's a there's another approach here for the sexualizing of, of young children that seems to be getting. Young younger and younger. And this is the hidden agenda here. And it's Walt Heyer's story, of course, that he was abused as a young person. And of course, uh, child abuse, uh, sexual child abuse is rampant around the world. Uh, And it's something that is a taboo subject. It's not allowed to be spoken of. And if it is, it's only ever in very um, deliberate circles. We had a case here last year, Tobias, in Australia, where a childcare worker was arrested and charged with over a thousand crimes involving hundreds of children in kindergartens around the country, the worst of its kind ever in this country. Unbelievable. I mean, if there was a death penalty, this would be the person that would have to get the death penalty for the abuse. I can't imagine how many lives have been um, uh, been destroyed, how many parents were unknown, the kindergartens. This, this person worked at multiple different kindergartens. I mean, wouldn't your kindergarten director question why a, uh, a, a young to middle-aged man is kindergarten hopping in so many different times, how it is that this person continually moves around, that there would be some sort of warning sign, uh, something of course, but it didn't happen. The, the, these are the really confusing, horrific stories. Um and the reason why i bring all that i wanted to sort of tailor it off here that um that uh, clive james one of australia's uh, great media personalities who was an expatriate living in london he, he i remember years ago he released a, an album of poetry and one thing that always stuck to me was that he said our sole purpose in life is to replace ourselves. And that obviously points to reproductive health. And the one thing that seems to happen with uh, children that are uh, transitioning is that they become infertile for the most part. Of course, there are some uh, 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 women trans... transitioning to men that keep their female body parts and are able to produce a child but it's not the way if a male becomes a female uh, unless you have sort of you know womb surgeries and uh, transplants etc but for the most part uh, these these children become barren can't have children surely to goodness this has got to be explained somewhere in this process
1: yeah just a, a side note there because you mentioned them um the Mm. How they target like the the pedos, uh, how how they are working in Australia. Uh, actually, you know, uh, we got also from Erin Friday a lot of information on how uh, as soon as these these children uh, think that they are trans and they 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 get introduced even by uh, counselors at their schools to apps, social media apps, and they start to uh, you know uh, yeah, and yeah, they announce they are trans on these apps. And there's a lot of pedos actually working and, and pretending that they are also children. So they actually, as soon as they go on these apps, they get in contact with a lot of pedos. And that's actually another case that I'm writing on right now, um, where a, a, a girl is actually, she, she actually got trafficked through these apps that she got introduced with the trans. So it, it's incredible sorry i got lost from from your track can you please repeat the, the
0: where i was going and i'm glad that you brought that up because that is the, the major taboo subject and uh and, and obviously the abuse of children but i was referring uh specifically to the um the reproductive health and these children perhaps discovering later on without being informed that they will not be able to become parents uh certainly not naturally the way they were surely that's something that needs to be held in reserve in some sort of period if you really want to be serious about it yes you've decided that you want to transition but there has to be a period of, of, of some sort of grace period whereby you can explore all the things that you will be able to do and all the things that you won't be able to do once you make this decision. I mean, I cannot imagine any any anyone thinking that they have to have a womb, a uterus transplant in order to go down the pathway of being able to uh, have children. It just seems so uh, obscene that children all, yeah. would need some sort of time to consider that properly.
1: Now, I mean, that's the craziest thing in all of this. Definitely the craziest thing. I mean, you we all have laws, you know, to, to drink alcohol. You have to be 18 years old or 21 years old, or to, you know, to make all these, you know, things or so drive a car. But to to you know, to operate on your body, to to take these drugs that make you infertile mm-hmm. and to make you don't have children, that that decision you can make when you're 13 or 14 that's so crazy and you don't even have to you know you can go to some counselor and they will give you straight ahead just do it I mean <laughs> it, it's so crazy that it's it's in it's unbelievable that is actually happening like because it's it's like when these people and and that's the sad thing when talking to the the transitioners as well I mean <laughs> you, when we make these interviews many times the whole team was actually crying we were crying because and and afterwards it was shocking it was it was it took away your energy because you realize okay these children they 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 just thought this was the good thing for them to do and they thought that this was the solution to become more happy and they they got even threatened that oh if they don't do this that maybe they will kill themselves and so they went and did it and suddenly they are like 16 or 17 years old and they 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 know that okay i will not be able to get children in the future i might have cut off my breast, so i can't breastfeed oh, it's it's like uh yeah it, it it's it's still one year after we did all these interviews it's still something that that you know it's it's in it's, it's still i can't believe that this is happening around the world it's, it's almost
0: as if, Tobias, that you're explaining your own trauma in this discovery uh, in the process of making a film, that you, you've been traumatised in a way because you've you've dealt in, with a whole bunch of professionals, and, and in the film there are four separate human beings that detransitioned. You've got Chloe and Abel and Kat and David uh, who've all gone through this process. They they all look like to be um, uh, beautiful young adults in in their own right who have, have gone through this process, uh, and, and it's absolutely heartbreaking. Um, I just want to ask you one more question, and I want to get to, to promote it because I want the the, the the our viewers and listeners to be able to get to the website, gendertransformation.com. Very important that you say that uh, one way or another because you're going to want to reference this in the future. But, uh, Tobias, how do you think this the work on this film has changed you as a filmmaker from here on
1: in? Has it? Yes, I would say... Uh... <laughs> It it was you know one of the things what was how brave these the transitioners were to be able to go out like Abel is this you know incredible strong guy and then he was like telling the whole audience like okay yeah when I did all this my my uh reproductive organs you know atrophied and and really damaged and like to say that on, on in front of everyone they they were so vulnerable and they shared their vulnerabilities and for me yeah that's that's what i feel like film is about is 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 sharing that the innermost the the, the that's the core to to share those experiences and, and vulnerabilities to to really help others and that's what they did with their whole hearts they even they know that they you know get hate from this and, and they they did it anyways and they're so young and so vulnerable and you just did it and for me it's inspiring <laughs> because i can sit here i i don't have so much to lose i'm a you know but they they have everything to lose and they did do it and 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 continue to do it continue to go to these events and all these experts as well I mean they can lose their licenses it's a, like a psychologist or and and one doctor and they can get in trouble for doing it as well and and that's what I feel like okay this is not just anything this is you know they, they they're putting the it's it's high stakes and they they do it because it's so important and for me that's that's, uh, they have so, so big hearts. And that's why we have to, to continue to do it to, 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 you know, help others to not go through this, not go into this ideology, not go into this, this track of, of, you know, life altering changes. Yeah.
0: Now, Tobias, last question. We're about to run out of time. If you were a school principal today and just pretend that you were, do you think that this film that you've made should be played equally against the other programs that the school teachers are doing to promote gender identity the way that they are? Do you think that this should be the counter that uh, students uh, and parents alike should be made to watch just the
1: same? Yeah, I think, you know, awareness. Yeah, that's the the, uh, the big weapon that we have <laughs> because mm-hmm. you know the, to go out and do anything you know to to try to use violence whatever that's so wrong so i think that the big weapon is 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 really awareness <clears throat> so yeah i think that's that's all we can do and that's uh, i think of course as a principal uh if it's a public school i know it will be hard because maybe i, I will I would get in trouble for showing it, but yeah, I would show it definitely because I know what's on stake, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, it, it seems a bit of a loaded question because you, you're
0: biased. Obviously, you, you've made the beautiful film that you have, but the idea that uh, it needs to be shown in all schools, just the same. If you're going to promote something, you need to show the other side and uh, and and all schools would be um, uh, well served to be able to watch Tobias's film. Tobias uh, Elba Hodge, uh, it's been a delight and a privilege to be able to speak to you today. Gendertransformation.com is the place to go. Please get it out there and, and let people know that you have been informed like you always will. Coming up after the break, Charles Cove S will be here. You've been watching and listening to Weekends with Jason Olborn here on TNT Radio.